the Ain't No Fang podcast. From Arizona Sports, Ain't No Fang. What if I told you the Arizona Diamondbacks were going to call up an awesome young outfield prospect? And no, it's not Corbin Carroll. It's somebody else. I'm Steve Zinsmeister with Cody Fincher as well on the Ain't No Fang podcast. One of the things we've been waiting for probably for the last couple of weeks ever since it was reported by John Gambadoro that the Arizona Diamondbacks are going to call up Corbin Carroll by the end of the year. He's pretty much baseball's top prospect at this point, if not top two or three. I think there's only like a couple sites that don't have him as the number one prospect. He is not currently a Diamondback. However, they brought up minor leaguer and triple-A masher of baseballs, Stone Garrett, which is probably one of the coolest names in baseball. I'm trying to think of better ones. I mean, Seth Beer is pretty good. They Just have a lot of beer. good ones in the minors. Uh, Slade Ciccone. Slade Ciccone's good. Uh, what about... Um, Blaze Alexander. Blaze, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. There's also Blaze Jordan, I think, on another team. Not on the I don't know. Guys. I have no idea. Blaze Jordan. Blaze is a weird, popular name now. But yeah, Stone Garrett. <laughs> Probably the coolest name on the Diamondbacks. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wouldn't blame you if you didn't know much about Stone Garrett before this week. But here's the basic rundown. He's been in the minors for eight seasons. And this particular season, he's been mashing the ball in Reno. Now, that's a thing that most players do when they get to Reno. They hit well. But Stone Garrett's kind of an exception to the norm. This guy's got almost 30 home runs this season in the minors. Yeah. 90-plus RBIs. I think he was at like 96 96 or or something like that. By the time they called him up. And he hits right-handed, which adds to the... The need to bring Stone Garrett up because the entire outfield is left-handed and the future of their left of their outfield is left-handed. Stone Garrett makes a lot of sense for the Diamondbacks. Yeah, all he does is hit the ball really hard. Well, that's good. Uh, he already has uh, in two games. He's four for eight, so he's hitting five hundred in two games. He already has uh, three doubles, and I'm reading this from the D-backs Instagram account. Stone Garrett is the first D-backs player ever. With three extra base hits in his first two games. Wow. Uh, that's pretty good. I'll take it. Uh, I mean, he, 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 I think he thought he had his first home run a couple times in these two games. Last night on his first hit, he kind of stood there and admired it. Yeah, it, he kind of pimped a double. Yeah. It was weird. I, I kind of thought to myself, like, dude, you should probably be running. I think he probably could have gotten the triple if he was running hard all the way, but I don't care about that. We'll give so it to much. him. First hit. And then today he flew out to center and he pimped it a little bit there too. And it was caught by Mikey Stremski on the warning track, right, right in front of the wall. The wind was blowing in. So oh. he might have had it. Um, but man, all this kid, he was on base three times in today's game, uh, the, the series finale against the Giants. Uh, he had a base hit, another double, and then Jock Peterson dropped the ball, and they ruled it an error. But the ball he dropped was 102 miles an hour off the bat, so... It's good exit, Velo. That's hard to catch. I yeah, mean, no doubt on the run. It. But, yeah, he's he's got this old-school look to him, too. Like, he chokes up on the bat. Like, you see guys choke on, up on the bat with two strikes a lot. Like, Paul Goldschmidt was notorious for doing it. Anthony Rizzo is a guy that does it. Stone Garrett is choked up on his bat no matter what the count is. Like, there's so much bat left over from where his hands are. Like, it's it's so weird. I You don't really see that much anymore. A but, lot of guys these days, they hold the bat where, like, the knob yeah. at the end of the bat is in their hand. But now they like have... Like, the pinky leans off the they bat. They have this big nub now, a lot of players do, so they're, like... 
they so they're not losing grip of the bat, I guess. Like right. it looks weird, but Stone Garrett, you know, you're never having to worry about that. He chokes up on it so much. People, I think, I think Dave Burns and I think our our own Kellen Olson on the website pointed out he kind of reminds them of Reggie Sanders. Okay, um, which I comp. which I can dig because Reggie Sanders was great when he was here. Um, but yeah, Stone Garrett, uh, he's 26 years old, eight years in the minor leagues, finally gets the call up. Um, they sent down Seth Beer again to AAA, which I mean, now that we've heard kind of the explanation of why that ha- that happened, it's it's not even having to do with Seth Beer himself. It's that Cattell Marte has another tweak in his hamstring, and when he's ready to come back, he's going to have to be the DH. So there's Seth Beer is going to lose at bats, and they didn't want him to lose at bats, so they sent him down to Reno where he can get at bats. Yeah, but let's be honest for a second. Okay, let's be honest. Jordan Luplo does not need a spot on this team. No. That's me saying it the most respectful way no, I can. I, I, it's th- almost like a curse word at this point, Luplo. <laughs> like, he, not only will I, he do I think he won't be on the team next season, but I wouldn't be shocked if he's gone by the end of the, by before the end of the year. I mean, DFA candidate yeah. or... It's it's not worked out at all for Jordan Luplo. I mean, he he was traded for. By the way, they didn't just sign him. They tra- they traded for him. What they give up for him? Do you remember? Oh, I don't remember off the top of my head. Couldn't have been anything too big. But where I did mean, they get him from? Was it Cleveland? Tampa, Tampa, Tampa. So he was in Cleveland before that, I believe. I believe so. Anyway, I'll look it up. But that was, was earlier this year, right? Yeah he he was brought in here to hit lefties. He been pretty good at that in his career but man he's struggled so he's only hitting 164 on the season 11 home runs 26 rbis uh an ops of 648 i mean it it just hasn't worked out for jordan lupla i thought that that might have been the move the other day when they called up garrett but it wasn't they designated paul fry for a left-handed pitcher they dfa'd him and then they sent beer down to triple a um, let me see if what they gave up. I would think in that trade. that wasn't the Michael Perez deal. That was a while ago. That was because didn't the D backs send Michael Perez to Here. Tampa, or did I make that up? So I made that the up. Rays traded outfielder slash first baseman. Huh, hasn't played first this year. Uh, Jordan Luplo to the D backs for infield prospect Ronnie Simon or Simone. I don't Ronnie know. Simon. I, yeah, didn't they Ronnie get Simon. Get him from the Cubs in. Something the Chafin deal? I think so. Maybe that sounds right. Something like that. So that's who they gave up for for Luplo. So all right. Well, um, I, I, I the, the Luplo experiment didn't work. No, uh, we talked about only, we liked it when it happened because yeah. he's a masher of left handed he pitching. Just hasn't hit anyone really. And at he all. just hasn't done it. The only thing Luplo like has going for him, and it kind of sounds sad, but that he has two years of team control left. Um, I believe he has two years of arbitration. So I mean, they could keep him for probably cheap, I but I don't. A role for I him. don't think so either. And even think about this: even after they traded David Peralta at the trade deadline, that didn't free up at bats for Jordan Luplo. No. It freed up at bats for Jake McCarthy, who I think was in the minors at the time. Who, by the way, was is playing so well since he got those regular reps in left field since Peralta has been gone. Luplo isn't has barely even played. I I feel like he hasn't hasn't played at all in August. It's very rare. Maybe a pinch hit appearance because they still think he can hit a left-handed pitcher. Um, 
that just hasn't worked. So let's talk future of the outfield real quick. Yes. Because it's there's a lot going on in the outfield in particular. You talked about David Peralta got moved at the deadline, ironically, to Tampa Bay. We've been talking a lot about Tampa Bay getting D-backs players. They make a lot of trades with Tampa. Uh, yeah, it, now that you say that, I mean, didn't we send Anthony Bonda there too? For Steven Souza, right? That was the Souza deal? Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll reminisce on the Tampa <laughs> Bay Rays later. But David Peralta frees up a spot in the outfield. They ended up basically using that for Jake McCarthy. Yep. They called him back up. Uh, Alec Thomas has been phenomenal in center field, defensively. Yes. He, the bat his still has bat, room. His bat has kind of cooled off. Yeah. But he's playing. But he's a rookie, so he's playing an incredible center field. And I don't honestly remember the last time I felt this comfortable with a center fielder in terms of fielding. Starling Marte is a good fielder, but he was only here a month. I AJ Pollock's a good outfielder, Pollock. but he's a corner outfielder now. Yeah, yeah. And he was going too hard and getting Chris, himself injured. Chris all the time. Young. Chris Young is probably the last time I felt really, really good right. about the center fielder. Okay. okay. Defensively. Okay. Chris Owings? No, I'm just Steve kidding. Finley. <laughs> Chris Herman played center a few times, I'm pretty sure. I was at that game. Uh, Dalton (laughs) Varsho in center. Didn't really love it. Varsho, did you see the catch he made yesterday? He tracked a ball down by the wall yesterday. crap. That was a great catch. Well, so he's part of this discussion, too. So you've got Mm -hmm. Varsho, McCarthy, and Thomas are playing the outfield right now, primarily. Yep. Yep. They're all left-handed. Sure. In terms of hitting. Yep. They're all left-handed. Corbin Carroll is coming, we mentioned. Top prospect in baseball. Left-handed. Also left-handed. <laughs> so Mike Hayes, in talking with uh, Wolf and Luke, I think it was yesterday, he said something along the lines of, when we play left-handed starting pitchers, it just feels like we can't win. <laughs> it just feels like we're, you know, I'm I mean, paraphrasing, yeah. but he's like, it's tough. When your whole outfield is left-handed, that means a good portion of your infield needs to be right-handed. Yep. So the future of the outfield, we've been told by reporting through John Gambadoro that the Corbin Carroll's situation could come to a head in September, that they want to call him up before the end of the year, and that they hope to keep him up. They don't intend to send him back down. Yeah, Gambo said that's the plan. Like, once he's up, that's it. He's going to be on the team. So That's who exciting. Does, who does he replace? I assume it's McCarthy. So, And McCarthy gets yeah, a smaller so role. I think... I think Thomas is your center fielder no matter what. I think I, he's I the only one that doesn't move Hazen around. Hazen said as much, too. Yeah, I mean, he's proved that he can play a, an elite center field. He's been great. He had a bad error today, but um, it might have been the way. We'll overlook that. Yeah, well, who cares? <laughs> uh, but I, so what I think is going to happen, and I, I, I haven't been following the Aces and where they've been playing Corbin Carroll lately. The last time I looked at their lineup was the day Gampo reported that that he could be a, he's probably going to be a September call up. And I looked at their Twitter account to see if they tweeted at their lineup for the day, and he was playing center field because he's going to have to not play center field when he comes up to the D backs. And I don't know how often he's played in left or right. What I think is going to happen, and this is just a guess. I think they're they will probably move Varsho from right to left and then play Carroll in right with Thomas in center field. See, I think the opposite's gonna happen. You think they're gonna move Carroll to left field? I think the team really likes Varsho in right. I think they, they do. Li- I think they like his arm. I think they like him in right field. But I think they were comfortable with Pavin Smith playing so right he, field. I don't think they were comfortable with that. But uh but <laughs> they did the, it a lot. Here's for a the team thing though. Here's the thing. I it's just what I don't know because I haven't been I haven't watched the aces. I don't know how good of a defender Corbin Carroll is. I'm assuming he's, he's pretty a, good if he plays center field. He's a pretty darn good defender. So, but here's what here's what I do know. Varsho 
I think can be good in any outfield position. Like you don't like you were saying, you don't really want him to be your center fielder. But he can. He can. He can do center field. But you know what? Once Carroll comes up, Varsho is third on that depth chart. Sure. For center field. But so what I think. We're talking like one day a week max. But my point is, Varsho can move. He's done it. He's played left, center, yes. and right. I think, if, and this is all about, I think, what makes Corbin Carroll more comfortable, too. But if Varsh, if, if it makes more uh, sense to have Carroll in right just due to his comfort level and maybe experience playing in right, I don't know. But. I think it might be easier for Varsho to move to left, at least for just September. They can figure, again, this is just a month of games, too. They have an entire offseason and spring training to figure out where they want these outfielders to play. So, I mean, maybe for a month they just say, okay, Dalton, go over to left field because we like Carroll and right field a little bit more. Maybe that'll change. I mean, that's the good thing about this D-backs outfield, too, including including McCarthy, is all four of them can play different positions. McCarthy can play center, left and right. So can Varsho. I mean, I'm sure Thomas could, but I don't think you want him to. So I just looked up Corbin Carroll's game logs, where he's been playing recently. Okay. Um, so yesterday he played in right field. Uh-huh. The day before, center. Uh-huh. The day before, right. The day before, center. Center, center, left, right, ah. center, 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 <laughs> left, center, right, oh center, gosh. left. I mean, you see my point, though, so is like I'm he's hearing, playing all over the place. I'm hearing more right field, though, than left. Yes, it looks like in the last week or so, he's played more right field than left. Although, he's played all three. And he's playing sure. center the most. Yeah, but again, Alex he's Thomas definitely is not playing center when he. I mean, on maybe Thomas gets an off day and Carroll can Carol, go out to center. I can but, see Carroll in center one, maybe yeah, two days a week. I think he's going to be in right field. Okay, that's my guess. Okay, yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not disagreeing that that's what they should do. Yeah. I'm just saying I feel like they think Varsho is a good right fielder. Yeah, and he's got a pretty good arm, so which is helpful. That's exciting, man. I mean, it's it's we're two weeks away from possibly seeing the top prospect in all of baseball, Corbin Carroll, come up and be on this team, and they seem committed to not. Messing around with the clock, with sure. the service time. They sure. want to bring them up and keep them up, and yep. they want to try to win with these guys. And and that, you know, maybe that leads to this conversation. Do you think that they're trying to make... I mean, obviously you're trying to win games. The players especially are trying to win every game. Do you think it's a realistic goal for them to make the playoffs next year? Next with, year. Uh, with these younger guys all playing at the same time? Yeah, especially with how many wild cards there are now. Like, yeah, yeah. You, should, you should make that a goal. So what do they need to do? It's possible they could make the playoffs this season. I don't think it's likely. Where are they right now? Let's look. A couple days ago, they were 11 and a half back of a wild card. Let's I'm pretty sure here. that it's tighter. It's 10. They're, 10 they're, now. They're, at this moment, while we're recording this podcast, they yeah. are 55 and 63. They're 10 games back of a wild card spot of San Diego. Um, San Francisco is actually only six games back. But L- Listen, don't anyway, get me wrong. But- if this team makes the playoffs, I'm not predicting them to go any further. I'm, I'm not saying that this is a good contending team by any means. But yeah, you should make it a, a playoff 
goal for next season. Absolutely. Do I think that they'll be ready at that time? I don't know. A lot still remains to be seen. They have a lot of question marks on this team. They're going to have a very young outfield. Yep. They're going to be all left-handed in the outfield, except for Stone Garrett if he's still around. Sure. Uh, they're going to... Well, Varsho's not... I mean, Varsho hits left-handed. Yeah, I'm talking about it's hitting. hitting? Okay. I'm talking about hitting, yeah. yeah. The makes, whole outfield is left-handed hitters. <laughs> um, there's a lot of question marks. I mean, they almost traded Christian Walker at the deadline. Are they, or at least they got a lot of calls on Christian Walker is what I should say. I don't know how close they came. Um, is his future in any sort of doubt? He's been hitting very well. Christian Walker's probably been a top five player in baseball in the last two weeks. I mean, I don't think Christian Walker has anything to worry about because, I mean, he is under club control for, what, two or three more years. Okay, so let me ask you he's this. Hitting, he's going to hit 30 home runs this year. This is the pre- presumed opening day infield. Okay. Christian Walker at first base. Catel Marte at second base, mm-hmm. Nick Ahmed at short, maybe we can talk about that, and then Josh Rojas at third. How many of those actually? Change? Oh, Carson Kelly at catcher too. Let's yeah. throw that in there just for. Okay. Kicks. How many of those are are different than what I just said? Come spring, I think shortstop has a very good chance to not be Nick Ahmed because he was shut down for the rest of this year. They were hoping he could come back. He's also, I think, the highest paid He's position also, player. Catel will be next year. Okay, fair enough. Um, but with the contract, Ahmed's not yeah. very far behind. I think Cattell's at eleven point something million, and Ahmed's at ten million, roughly. Yeah. I mean, I'm honestly, I think at this point they should probably. I mean, Nick Ahmed, like he's he's been a good Diamondback. He's done good things here, but I think it's probably time to move on. If you roll can. with Perdomo, or do you look for another option? I don't know. I mean, again, shortstop's always a good market in the free agency. Um, I just I don't know. Um. I just don't know if they're going to spend because, again, the free agent, there's a pretty good free agent crop of shortstops out there. I mean, I think the unrealistic guy, Trey Turner, they're not going to get Trey Turner. He's probably going to make $300, 200 million dollars. He's maybe the most well-rounded infielder He's in all of a fantastic yeah. player. He can do everything. He hits for average power. He runs well. He plays good defense. He's the best slider in the league. Yes, too. he is. He's fantastic at sliding. Um, it's a beautiful slide. <laughs> it's, uh so and and then uh, who else is out there? Tim Anderson. He's not very good on defense, but he hits. He's injured right now. He's they yeah, just brought in Elvis injured. Andrews yeah, today. That's right. And then here's a name for you. Okay, Dansby Swanson is a free agent. You know why I who, don't think that'll Dansby work? Swanson is having a fantastic year for the Braves. You know why I don't think that'll work? Why? Because have you seen how the Braves are locking up all their players? They're locking up all their young players. They're locking up everyone. The whole team is young, Barry. They're locking up all is, the young players, but they're all young. Is Dansby the oldest guy? <laughs> There's nobody old on that team. How old is Dansby Swanson? They got some outfielders, I guess, that are probably older. Marcelo but, Zuna is probably like, a little bit older. They just locked up Michael Harris for like eight years. Matt Olson's their, locked up. Their core is... Acuna's locked up. Albies, Albies is locked up. Their core is all locked up through like 2027. Max Freed is locked up. Dansby Swanson's 28. Are they going to lock him up? I think they want to. He's an all-star. Austin Riley they locked up. Austin Riley they locked up for like $240 million or whatever it was. Are they um, going to lock up Williams, William Contreras? Maybe. <laughs> Wasn't he an all-star too? Or yes, Yeah, I think he was. He was. Or, yeah. I think he was, yeah. I think he got named as an alternate, yeah. So it's like, it, <laughs> I don't think Dansby Swanson's... Are, are they really going to draw the line at Dansby Swanson? Like, uh, you know what? We locked up every other player, but let's let our starting shortstop go. Is that really where they're going to draw the line? 
Although they did that with Freddie Freeman. So what am I talking about? They don't have alliances. They, they don't they don't have any sort of uh, they don't they don't need to do anything. The Atlanta Braves. They've got so much success around that organization. But my point being, I don't think Dansby, Dansby Swanson will even hit the market. I really don't. Yeah. So I think he's going back to Atlanta. I mean, I, there is there is they can roll with Perdomo, I think. He hasn't exactly hit well. No, he's hitting the ball a little bit better recently, but yeah, he still struggles to get consistently on base via the hit. Jordan Lawler's a couple years yeah, away. Yeah, he's probably two seasons away. And I still least. need to see a full year of him healthy in the minor leagues, too. He stole home. I saw that. Was that today or yesterday? Can't remember. I don't know. He stole home. But it was awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah. People don't do that. <laughs> no, they don't. Not it was the like way the he did second it time that a player on that team had ever done that. So it's crazy. I mean, so what's the outlook that what do they do in the offseason? They did they just run it back with this team that they have and maybe try to bring in a better bullpen arm because or I, six. <laughs> I, I don't think I mean I don't think Kennedy's gonna be here next year. I don't Melanson, think Melanson's gonna be here because they signed him to a two year deal. Ugh. Um, but to be honest, though, if they would just pitch Mark Melanson in only save situations, they probably would have not lost as many games. Is that he has over ten losses, and how many of those were in tie games or non-save situations? So here's a, here's an interesting question about that. Is that a mental block, or is that a some sort of strength? It might just be. A, you know what I mean. Am I can't I just, tell if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Like, he's very good in save situations. That's something you want in a closer. But he can't seem to get over that same mental hurdle in other situations. I, I don't know. Like, I've always, you know, heard and been told that it takes this weird mentality to be a closer. Oh, absolutely. Like, you need to be a little weird. And it's like... Not everybody and, can do it. And when you're charged with getting the last three outs when it's not a close game, like... For some reason, some of those guys just lose that attitude. Um, so I don't know. I think your point, though, like they're gonna have to remold the entire bullpen, which is something that the Hazen regime has done they, pretty much. They every need year. to mold it around Joe Mantiply. He's the best thing you have out there right now. Um, they've gotten a decent season from No Way Ramirez. It's I don't okay. know if that's a flash in the pan. I don't know. Um, but I mean, Kevin Ginkle's back all of a sudden, like. Still throwing heat, but sometimes he doesn't know where it's going. I wouldn't rely on that too much. No, I wouldn't either. But so what I think, I mean, I'm always for teams trying to spend more money and make their team better. But the way I think the D-backs, this D-backs team and this regime is going to have to do it. I think they're going to have to make trades. I think they're going to have to trade some of their depth. Like we've always talked about. They have so much minor league outfield depth. Yeah, it's crazy, actually. Like Dominic, and they're bringing him up like crazy. Like, Dominic Fletcher depth. is probably going to be a good player. Canzone might be a good player, too. They're both on the top 30 list on the pipe on Pipeline. I was looking at it earlier today. They're both on the top 30. And, but where are they really going to have a, have? they're both in AAA, I believe, too. So they're kind of close. Are they really going to be able to bring those guys up anytime soon. I mean, Jake McCarthy is here. Alec Thomas is here to stay. Varsho's here to stay. Corbin Carroll, the way they want to plan it is they're here to stay. He's here to stay too. I don't know about Stone Garrett yet. Yeah, I okay. would hope he's kind of here to stay because I like him. So get this. Well, I mean, McCarthy and Garrett weren't even really considered top prospects. They were just playing really well at their level. 
Um, Drew Jones is Drew down Jones. in the, he's in the low minors. Yeah, he's not and injured. So pipeline has the, you know how they do those ETAs like when they what year they think they'll be in the major leagues. Yeah, I've his got it right ETA here. is twenty twenty six. Yeah, it's a long way away. So, and so of course he had season ending shoulder surgery because you can't be a D backs first round pick. Or a top prospect unless you have shoulder surgery. But you got to think if one of those other guys that you named or some of the other outfielders they have in the system, if they're lower in the minors, you got to think, okay, that's an expendable player because we have Drew Jones on the same timeline. Sure. So Drew Jones, we mentioned Corbin Carroll is still technically a prospect because he's in AAA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He'll be a prospect probably all of next year. Dominic Fletcher, you mentioned. Canzone, you mentioned. Wildered Pertino. Wildard Patino is a name. I don't know who that is. Uh, well, he's look, number I seventeen. I haven't looked list. him up very extensively. Jorge Barrosa, another guy in the top twenty. Canzones in the top twenty. Mm-hmm. Now I'm getting really fur- further down the list, but they have. <laughs> I mean, of the top thirty, there's like seven outfielders. Sure. And these are the guys that are not in the majors. And you just brought up a fifth outfielder yesterday. Yeah. So, like, there's not a lot of spots, and there's a lot of guys. Yeah. So you got to trade from that depth eventually. I, I think so. It's, I, I think you're right. I, I think I think they have to. They also, I mean, I don't think you trade a lot of these guys, but they do have on that top 30 list especially, there's a lot of pitchers on that list, too. Oh, there's a lot of pitchers. Bryce starting Jarvis, pitching. Yeah, starting pitchers. Especially. But you know what? I don't want to start shipping those guys out until I know what they are. Correct. Because Correct. I am tired of the Diamondbacks giving up on prospects and then they go be good elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that sentence made sense. But it made sense to me. Okay, yeah. It's a feeling more so than my sentence. I'm tired of seeing the Max Scherzers of the world go somewhere else and be great. I'll tell you this much. So, like, on the top prospect list, I love that this was updated recently because number four on their prospect list is Brandon Fott. Mm-hmm. I've really come around on Brandon Fott. And I, I'm, that's not to say I didn't like him before. I just didn't know enough about him. He dominates every time out. He good. He good. (laughs) And he's listed as a 2023 guy on the ETA for MLB Pipeline. Take that for what it's worth. But I thought this this was interesting. They had Dre Jameson as this year, their ETA. It does. So I don't know if he might be a September call-up. Pipeline doesn't know anything. There's always always injuries. You know, there's always injuries. Well, there's going to be expanded roster for September. It's just two guys. It's two spots. I mean, Corbin Carroll's one of them. Well, you know they're going to bring up a reliever. (laughs) Well, could you bring up Dre Jameson and use him as a reliever? No! I don't want to. No more of that! No, I don't want to, but I'm saying it gets him in the majors. You know what I mean? Triggered me. Tommy Henry's still up, right? Oh, yeah. I love Tommy He's Henry. He's starting tomorrow. Yeah. Against I love that Cardinals. he's up, getting some experience. Yep. But, but it's the same thing as the outfield thing. There's a lot of guys. Lot we didn't of mention uh, Ryan Nelson. Slade Sacconi. Uh, Slade Bryce is Jarvis. down there. Blake Walston is number five on their prospect list. These are a lot of dudes, and they're in the upper minors now. Mm-hmm. Double, triple A. Right. And there's a lot of guys, and I want to see what they've got. Some of them are going to have to be in the bullpen. Does Blake Walston I end up being know. a left-handed reliever? Maybe. I know. Uh, does one of those other guys? Dre Jameson Maybe. throws really hard. That could be utilized in the bullpen. My um, point is simply there's not enough spots for too many guys. Right. So you either got to trade those guys or make them relievers. That's kind of why you and I wrote an article a couple weeks back uh, around the trade deadline of four ideas. I think it was four. Four ideas of trades the Diamondbacks could make at the deadline, what we wanted to see happen. Mm-hmm. And you and I both wrote, different trade ideas that involved trading from their starting pitching and outfield depth. Yeah. I think mine was for Paul Blackburn of the A's, which obviously didn't end up happening. What uh, was mine? Trevor you Rogers? You wrote another one. Was that, was that it? Was Trevor that Rogers, it? maybe? Yeah. Probably. We came up with that idea, too, and 
Yeah, I mean, like, they're, they've they got a lot of minor league depth, and we know Mike Hazen doesn't like being the guy who's ranked top of the charts in minor leagues. Yeah, he's always said... He wants to be top of the charts in the major leagues. He always said that, like, yeah, it's great to have a top-ranked farm system, but that's not why you do this. Not you do goal. this to build your, the core of your team and then trade from your depth in your minor leagues to get major league talent. I feel confident they can do that in the next I feel, I feel, year I feel, or I feel two. so, too. I don't know if it's going to be next year. Um... I, I I don't know I don't know what I just don't know what they're willing to spend in free agency either. Well, the good news is you have your majority of your lineup figured out. There's not a lot sure. of holes like we don't have a guy to play shortstop. That's not the case. We don't have a guy to play first base. That's not the case either. There's guys in the system at every single position. Yeah. Your outfield is young yep. and coming up. Mm-hmm. Your infield, you've got it all figured out. Like we talked about, really, shortstop might be the only question. I think they should go find a new catcher. That's my opinion. And even and even if they keep Carson Kelly, they still need a backup catcher. That is I like him as a ba- I like him as a backup. Okay, I, I think it's time that we start to look for somebody else who can be the starting catcher. Yeah, I just I don't Carson know who Kelly's that is. got great upside, but I just you don't I mean, see it very often. If you're gonna spend, I mean, Wilson Contreras is a free agent. After uh-huh. this year, uh-huh. Uh-huh. how much is he going to make though? A lot, twenty five. See, I don't know. If, twenty, I don't, twenty I don't, plus million. I, the last, I can't even think of the last time a catcher, like a, a prime catcher, was available, and how much they got. I can't even think of that off the top of my head. JT Realmuto got yeah traded. He, yeah, but he right? he resigned with Philly. He resigned. Yeah, so That's I don't. Right. So he was his, a free agent. His deal. Let me look that up real quick. Um, I just I just don't know what the value is on catchers. Well, you know what I mean? They like, hit the market rarely because teams realize like, okay, if we got a good one, there's so few good catchers in baseball, like really good catchers. He signed a in tw- okay, so in in 2021, he signed a five year 115.5 million dollar deal. Yeah. So well, and like the other thing too is like if there's five really good catchers in baseball, let's say because there probably is right around five. They, it's like running back, man. Like two, three years from now, that list is going to be totally sure, different. Sure. I mean, I I would have put Yasmani Grandal in that top three it's, it's, at the beginning of the season, and he, he's been awful. Yeah, he's he's not to in my seen. top five anymore. Nowhere, and then you stumble on guys like Alejandro Kirk from Toronto, come out of nowhere. Yep, exactly. Now he was a good prospect. Sure, but I mean, all of a sudden, he's probably one of the best top five catchers in the league. Gotta be. I mean, Salvador Perez is probably still up there. He's been injured, though. He's been hurt and not playing well this Contreras year. Contreras yeah. is up there. He's been the probably the best catcher. There's a lot of good young year. catchers now. Will Smith is still Will young. Smith, yep. Adley Rutschman? Yes. He might be the best catcher yes. in baseball already. The Pirates should have um, Henry Davis coming up, though, pretty soon, too. And I'm hoping. He should be number one overall he pick. He should be pretty good. Um, barring anything unforeseen, but but to like to t- bring it back to your point about free agency, yeah, it's not like you have to go out there and find a twenty million a year starting pitcher, no. a ten million a year reliever, a thirty five million a year shortstop. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you could find a couple role players, and I know it's not sexy, and I know everyone's going to be kicking and screaming and saying, oh, the Diamondbacks aren't spending money again. And maybe that's us, too, come spring training. But <laughs> It'll probably be me. You're probably, but at the same you're time, probably bet something on that. But at the same time, they formulated the team of the future. It's already in the system. Yeah. They don't have to. They just need to tinker, not overhaul. I think one of the areas where they should spend some money, though, is... Pitching, 
both bullpen and starting pitching. I I don't think Madison Bumgarner should be your number three pitcher next year. I think if you can get, I don't know who this would be. I know of a few guys that are going into free agency. Like I don't think they're going to get Jacob Degrom. Obviously, he's going to make a lot of money. Um, How much does he like good weather? <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, the what kind of discount will, will you take? Will the warmth help your injuries? Maybe, Maybe. I don't know. Huh? Um, but other guys that are going to be out there. I mean, Aaron Nola is a free agent from the Phillies. He's pretty good. Um, Joe Musgrove re-signed with the Padres, so he's off the table. Yeah, it's like a five-year, hundred million. Deal, yeah, I think. yeah. Chris Bassett will be available. Um, I like Chris Bassett. Kershaw will, but he's had injuries and he'll never leave the Dodgers. Um, yeah, he had the perfect opportunity and he yeah. went back. Luis Severino from the Yankees will be a free agent, but he's had injury problems as well. A lot. Uh, yeah, so Mike Clevenger will be a free agent too. Um, so I, I mean, like him a lot. I don't know how much Aaron Nola is going to command out there. Probably a good amount because he's been pretty good. But that would be awesome if they could get a guy like Aaron Nola. You know, or I'll be more practical. Bassett. I'll be a little more practical, and I'll, I'll say Clevenger is more Clevenger. likely. Just because I think it'll be yeah. cheaper because he's been injured. Sure, so, sure, sure. so always, and, yeah. <laughs> so always. I also, you know, what I like about Clevenger? What's that? He he's not afraid to say what's on his mind. He talked mad garbage this week against Tatis. Oh, I know. It's maybe, funny that he's maybe he'll grow up. It's basically what he yeah, said. Yes, coming from the guy that couldn't resist going to a bar during COVID. Yeah, with Zach Plesac. That's true. Listen, I'm not saying Mike Clevenger's like the best human in the world. No, no. But I'm not saying he's just, a bad human but either. It was just funny that he was the one saying it. You know, I just I I tend to like those guys who are kind of loose cannon as my pitcher, and I we know how talented he is. He was so, fantastic in Cleveland. So here's a little bit of the of the pitchers that I'm looking at real quick. Um. I'm not even going to acknowledge David Price and Chris Sale. No way. Um, DeGrom has an option. He's probably going to opt out. Uh, Verlander has an option. That would be interesting, but he'd probably cost a lot of... Leaving Houston, probably not. Well, Brent Brent Strom's here. Brent Strom is here. Was he with... I would assume Him in 2017, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Verlander was there. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, Carlos Rodon has an option, player option, to opt out of San Francisco. He's good. I like him He's good. Uh, he just switched teams, though. Does he really want to move again? I don't know. He signed a he signed a two year deal with an option, so he had it on his mind. I guess. Um, I don't really, I don't really want Noah Syndergaard or Char- or Charlie Morton. No, thank you. I'd be um, okay with Morton, but he's getting yeah, up there. This Nathan, season's been a little bit of a letdown. Nathan Eovaldi is a free agent. Keep in mind, when Morton plays for you, you win a championship. <laughs> yeah, that's just kind of how it happens. Yeah. Hey, who was the last one you said? Sorry, um, Nathan Eovaldi. Eh, that's how I feel about. Hey, how about we just go bring Zach Granke back (laughs) as your fifth starter? I think he's going to fade to black with the Royals. Maybe that's probably why he went back there. Anyway, it's a better story. Um, Aaron Nola, like I mentioned, Sonny Gray. Wait, I just came up with the perfect ending to the Zach Granke legacy. What? Zach Granke returns to the Valley as like a fifth starter for Uh a year. Uh huh. And then they make him a front office member. Oh my god, a scout! I don't know if he would want to be a scout because that's a yes, lot of work. Yes, he would. No, 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 no. He'd be Have great at it. Have you heard the stories? He'd be great at it, and I know that he already loves doing that kind of stuff. But like, I feel like Zach Greinke moves beyond scout right away because scouts okay. scouts go to a lot yeah, of games. I, I guess There's you're a right. A lot of traveling. I guess involved. you're right. 
Um, another, not like being a baseball player. Another guy that involved. will be a free agent, but I'm not super interested in is Sean Manaya, who's with the Padres right I like now. Manaya, he's just not pitching well this year. He's not uh, consistent. Kyle Gibson, eh? I like Chris Bassett. Gibson's been better lately. Tyler Anderson's having a really good year with the Dodgers. But I Are guess, they really going to let him? I could see that blowing up the D backs face, though. Well, like, but also the Dodgers have so many injury woes. Here's a name. They're going to I know he just. I think he just got hurt. But Taiwan Walker, Taiwan Walker's <laughs> going to be out. He has an option, I believe. You go to him with a big contract offer, and you go, dude, listen, we're hey, sorry, we non tendered you. <laughs> we're sorry, we didn't think you were good Mike enough Clevenger. for the Diamondbacks. I'm getting too. I'm getting too deep in this list now. But I'm at Rich Hill, so we need to stop. <laughs> we, we, need to to stop. Hill, yeah. we need to stop. So yeah, I mean, I think that's where they should probably spend their money is pitching because, like you said, you're right. They're a lineup. Besides maybe some reserves here and there, their lineup's pretty, I don't want to say set, but... You don't need a lot of starters. You don't need a lot. You don't Like you said, there's not this gaping hole at third base anymore. No. Where Josh Rojas can fill that. He already has. He's done a pretty good job of it. Um, when Nick Ahmed gets hurt, there's no longer a glaring hole at shortstop because Perdomo's played well there. I mean, Marte... Marte, I still want to see him at second base because I don't think they want to use him as their designated hitter. Um, but he needs to get way better on defense, and his he needs to stay freaking healthy. He also hasn't been an awesome hitter this year. No. Did you see the story? I think it was Nick Procoro that was reporting it, that this is like the third or fourth time in the last year that Marte has hurt himself, his hamstring specifically, playing at Coors Field. Specifically at Coors Field. Do you and do you recall do you recall the um the issues he had with the turf too here when they first put it in? Yeah. Was that around the time he was playing center though? Yes, it was yeah, playing yeah. center. He was in center. So I don't know what I it is. That. I don't know what the pro he just has sensitive hamstrings or something. I don't know. But it's always a hamstring. Future DH. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, I think the pitching is where they probably should spend if they choose to spend a lot of money this offseason, I mean, that's where it should go. Yeah. At the same time, like the last time they spent a lot of money on pitching, it was Bumgarner. And I'm not saying it was all bad. I mean, I like having him more than not having him, I suppose. But Bumgarner has not been what they paid him to be. Yeah. His five-year, $85 million deal, I think it was. Like, that's the second biggest deal they've handed out, aside from Granky. Different regime, I believe. But at the same time, like that's a lot of money to be thrown around for one pitcher. And it just hasn't really... He didn't turn into an ace. He's the biggest name in your in your rotation. But Zach Allen is the ace. Especially after today's performance. 12 strikeouts, no runs today. Zach Allen's been phenomenal the last couple of weeks. I think you're right, though. If you get another guy that's at the top of the rotation, all of a sudden you have whoever that guy is, Zach Allen, and yeah. Merrill Kelly as a three... Merrill Kelly is maybe the best third pitcher in a rotation in the country. I mean, right now, like, Merrill Kelly and Zach Allen are your one-two punch. Not in that order. Zach right now Allen's they are. One, but, but if you find a third wheel for that, uh, or a guy that's above I've, them even. And I and this is no slight to Madison Baumgartner. I know he's been great in his, in his career. But, like, if, if you can get someone that forces Mad Bum to be your fourth starter. That's not bad. I think that's ideal. I think great. that's ideal. Um. And I think a guy like we were talking about, Chris Bassett, can do that. He's been very, very good. I like Chris Bassett. Si- since he was in Oakland last year. He's been g- really good for the Mets, too. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what they, what they do in the off season. Um, but I'll say this, the diamondbacks are fun to watch again. Yeah. Um, people are excited about the youngsters. These young kids, they, they play with a lot of confidence. I just said young kids, like I'm an old fart, by the way. Well, they are younger than us. They are by a lot. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) at least for me, I'm old and 30 now. Uh, but they play with a lot of confidence, a lot of fire. They don't quit. They're they're they've been in a lot of close games too this year that they've you know sometimes they've come up short. Like the other night, uh, they they got walked off by the Giants because uh, Ian Kennedy blew the save. Brandon Crawford hit a two run home run. Then the next night they shut him out one to nothing. So I heard uh, John Gamadoro say on his show this afternoon that Tori Lovello's future. It looks like the team is going to come to a decision on that, reevaluate at the end of the season. That they're not necessarily looking to do one thing or the other right now. That they're going to wait until the end of the season and reevaluate what it is his future looks like. What does that mean to you? I mean, I'm not surprised. That's what they did with him last year. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> Can I tell you what my first thought was? Yeah, go ahead. He did exactly what they brought him back to do. Yeah. The only objectives that you and I had at the beginning of the season was get the young guys playing on the major league roster and train them up real good. And what have we seen from Alec Thomas? He's been nothing but maybe the best defensive center fielder in baseball Mm -hmm. in his time up. Corbin Carroll is closely behind him. Uh, I think you can throw Stone Garrett in there. I mean, he's had a fantastic year in in AAA, and that, of course, has nothing to do with Torrey Lovello. But, you know, now you're starting to find roles for these guys. I think Perdomo has really evolved at shortstop. I think he's getting better defensively. Mm -hmm. Still need to figure out if he's going to hit at the major league level. Like, you're on pace to be 20 games better this season than last. They've already. So firing your manager wouldn't make a lot of sense to me. They've already surpassed last year's win total. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. What more yeah. did we want him to accomplish this season? Unless, I mean... Did we only, need him to make the playoffs? The only thing that I can think of is... And it's kind of like what the White Sox did, but hopefully not work out as badly. Uh, it They, they fired... Um, what's his name? Rick Renteria? Rick Renteria. Yeah. yeah. They fired him after they went to the playoffs and went and hired Tony La Russa. Oh, a lot of teams have done that. Joe Girardi got fired... Twice after going to the playoffs. Right. Uh, Joe Madden, I think, got fired after going to the playoffs one time. Joe Madden got fired this year, but the Angels haven't made the Pretty sure Terry Francona... Well, no, wait. They fell apart. That's right. <laughs> Terry Francona got fired after they fell apart. Yeah. The whole chicken thing. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, I forgot remember? about that. Yeah. yeah. The Boston thing. They were eating chicken in the clubhouse. Um, so, I mean, like, that happens. Like, some teams are at the point where they're like, we should be in the World Series, and right. if we're not, you're right. fired. Right. And the Diamondbacks are just like, we should be 20 games better than last season. If we're not, we'll evaluate at the end of the season. Yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if Tory's back next year. Um, again, though, like, it, it kind of depends on what their goals are. Obviously, your goal is to win the World Series, blah, blah, blah. PR, PR, PR. But you got to be realistic. Though. But with their realistic goals, exactly. What are those? Because if it is to compete for the NL West title or a World Series next year, not saying Tory can't do it, but if an opportunity presents itself where they could get a different manager that they think can propel this team to new, like like the Mets did with. I mean they they just didn't bring back their manager from last year because whatever they kind of had to. 
put him in there after the whole Beltron thing. Um, but they went out and got Buck Showalter, and that's worked out pretty good. I love Buck. Yeah. He's always been one of my... I never understood why he was on TV and not managing in Major League <laughs> Baseball. I was like, why would nobody you, hire him right now? Do you remember how good the Orioles were there for a while when he was their manager? Totally. Until Chris Davis forgot how to hit. D-backs, he was with the Yankees, right? Uh, the before that, he was with the Yankees, yeah. He was, yeah, he's been a good manager for a bunch of squads. So, yeah, I mean... Not I am again. I'm not saying that Tory can't bring this team a championship again, but if they don't like, there could be another guy that they have in mind that's not Tory. Depending on what their goals are, I think if their goals are to just improve again next year, Tory's your guy. Here's another. I, I I don't assume that this plays into the Diamondbacks' decision at all, but there's been a lot of moves going on with the Texas Rangers this week. Um, and yeah. I think they're notable. So they fired their manager. Yes. Chris Woodward on, I think that was Monday, maybe Tuesday. And then within 48 hours, they fired John Daniels. John Daniels, by the way, has been running the Rangers basically our whole lives. They had John Daniels go up there with Chris Young, the GM, and say why they fired Chris Woodward. And then two days later, they fired John Daniels. Well, and they even asked him, they asked John Daniels at the manager firing press conference, what does your future look like? And he said, oh, we'll address that in the future. Well, the future came about 48 hours later. They did address it. And... It was one of those weird things where it's like you're fired, but also he's stepping down, you know, like just say we're mutually agreeing to part ways. Kind of. They never said that. Like it was for sure. He was relieved of his duties. But like when you have a guy that ran your front office for 20 years, like you kind of respect him at the same time, you know? Well, I think it was 2002 or three. He took over. It's just like somewhere around there. What did they want to happen? I mean, I obviously they want to win. But you spent half a billion dollars on two guys. Yeah, so this was an inevitable. Here's, here's what the, I think happened. Your best pitcher that you brought in was John Gray. Here's what I think happened, and I can draw a parallel to Arizona. Okay. So John Daniels was running the organization for the last 20 years or so. They brought in Chris Young. You remember Chris Young? The pitcher. The pitcher yes. Not the outfielder for the Diamondbacks. The pitcher. They brought him in a couple of years ago to be like the GM underneath yeah. John Daniels. Kind of like how Hazen was Mike, GM under Dombrowski in Boston. Mike Hazen to John Daniels Dombrowski. Right, yeah. exactly. So they found out along the way that Chris Young is the heir apparent to the Texas Rangers throne. That he is going to run an organization eventually. Right. One way or another. I don't know if it was just the right time for John Daniels to move on and find something else or be with his family or whatever. They always say they want to be with their family, but so did Urban Meyer, and he went to Ohio State the next day. So it's like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, all those health issues went away, they didn't had their They had their heir apparent in Chris Young. And what's interesting about that is John Daniels traded Chris Young <laughs> away from Texas years ago, which I think is funny. But they worked together, and they passed it off. Where's the parallel to Arizona? With the front office? or It's the Phoenix Suns. Oh. The Phoenix Suns. Oh, McDonough and James Jones. The Phoenix Suns went out and got James Jones and put him right behind Ryan McDonough and said, learn from Ryan. And quickly, Robert Sarver and management and ownership realized James Jones is the future of our front office. Yeah. And Ryan McDonough fades to black. Mm. And James Jones takes over the organization. They win eight games in a row in the bubble. They go to the playoffs, they go to the finals, they lose in the finals, then they become the best team in the NBA this past regular season. It's the same. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen with the Rangers, but I think that's kind of the parallel here. They spent so much money in the offseason, like you said, on two shortstops. One mm-hmm. of them has to play second base. 
They've got a lot of money invested in that team. It's a big market team. And I think it was inevitable that they were going to change managers eventually. Because it's easier to change your manager than it is to change the outlook of your team. I think they already kind of started investing in that. But I think that's interesting. It's kind of something that's going to have a ripple effect through baseball. I wonder if John Daniels will get another gig. If he wants another gig to run another organization. He ran a big market club for 20 years. Yeah. There's some experience there that's valuable. Mm-hmm. He's got a relationship with Jeff Bannister. D-back's ah. bench coach? Is he the bench coach? He right? is the bench coach. I don't know. I'm not trying to draw any parallels here, but... Yeah, what are you trying to say here? I'm not trying to say anything. I don't think Hazen's going anywhere. Let's just be honest. Uh, no, I don't think he is. And John all. Daniels is not going to work underneath someone, I don't think. No, it, that doesn't happen very often. Like, you've seen... Dave Dabrowski has been the president of, like, three teams. Whatever happened with the Mets front office? Who's running that? Is that Epler? Uh, yeah, because of... Uh... I can't remember. What's if they got name? it resolved, then that's fine. But I was thinking that's a big organization. I think it's could... what's his uh, what's his name? I thought it was Billy Epler. I could be wrong. Anyway. Isn't it what what is his name? No. Sandy Alderson. That's who yeah, I was thinking. But that's of. a temporary thing, right? Because he was the president, president, right? He was the president of the organization, which is a position they moved him to after running the organization's baseball ops for so long. Mm-hmm. And then they moved him back because they didn't remember the whole thing with Jared Porter? Yes. Another former Diamondback. Right. Uh, where Jared Porter all of a sudden had to go away. Uh-huh. And they had that guy who was an agent running it before that, and he had to go away. <laughs> a lot of people had to go so, away. So, I don't know. That's an organization that maybe could take a swipe at John Daniels. Anyway, my point is simply there were a lot of moves already being made around baseball, so expect more of that. Um, last thing I wanted to talk about, Emmanuel Rivera for the Diamondbacks. One of those guys that they sought out. They wanted a right-handed hitter in the infield mm-hmm. who could hit left-handed pitching. Yes. Turns out he actually hits righties better so far for the Diamondbacks, but he's been fantastic. He really has, honestly. Uh, he's playing a decent third base, too. Uh, in August, he's hitting two eighty nine, uh, four homers, six RBIs. He's on base, percentage three seventy two, slugging six eighty four. not hitting a lot of extra base hits or whatnot. But 684 is pretty good. Not bad, but three seventy two on base. He's getting on base. I like getting on base. Yeah, he, I know. I like well. I like people who get on base. Yeah, I don't play baseball, so I don't get on base. But. Yeah, you were bad at baseball, weren't you? Uh, <laughs> uh, my girlfriend will tell you. <laughs> yes. Um, I got cut from uh, from the JV team, famously. At least you were on a team. So I was on a freshman team. Yeah, um, I literally showed up to the <laughs> showed up to the tryout, and <laughs> that they said, was me. We have no record that you were even here for the tryout <laughs> this weekend. I was like, great, thanks, cool, thanks for your time, coach. Cool. CNPE, I guess. Sorry, that was low. That was a low blow by No, me. I liked it. I liked the um, story. Yeah, so he's he's playing pretty good. I mean, in July... Does he have a role for the future? I don't know. Um, like, what does that look like long term? I mean, he's 26, so he's not super young, but he's not old either. Plays third base. Plays third. I'm does guessing, he play other spots? I'm guessing he probably... He's a big dude. Like... First base? Maybe first base. Second? Or is that too much to ask? I mean, it's kind of an athletic. I position. don't know the guy, so I don't know how athletic he actually is. But he's six two two twenty five. That's a big dude. So he's a big guy. I don't think second is probably in the cards. I don't think that's that's the case. But I'm guessing they could probably teach him to play first. Well, and you've got to a, give Christian Walker a day. You've got a left-handed hitting third baseman and Josh Rojas. So yes. Emmanuel Rivera hitting right-handed is a nice yeah. way to add a righty to your sure. lineup, especially with the left-handed heavy sure. outfield we talked about. Yep. 
You can see those guys platoon if if that's what they want to do. But he's been pretty good since coming over. I was I've been pleasantly surprised with him. They've kind of had a rotating door of backup infielders. Cole Tucker for a hot second. He's uh, never been in the majors. Though. No, but they wouldn't acquired him. Uh, Sergio Alcantara has been acquired two times, twice <laughs> over the over the last couple of years. I mean, yeah. remember Ildemar Vargas was one yes, of them. Ildemar Vargas, kind of yeah, came and went a lot. Yeah. So to find a guy that's contributing, it's a small sample size. It's been like what two weeks, but at the same time, well, it's no, it's been since the deadline. So yeah, is that right? Yeah, it's, he, they got him at the trade deadline. So it's how long ago was that? August second. So like two weeks. Okay. <laughs> today is the What's today? 18th. The 18th? Yeah, it's like two two weeks and two days. <laughs> it or is like two that. weeks and two days, sir. I'm like, your math is is weird, but I like it. Your math's weird. Um, I was trying to figure out what positions he's played, but I don't know. Whatever. Mostly third. He's position. only played third for the D-backs. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. So um, I don't know exactly third base, what. Third base, third base. This yeah. is the minor leagues. Third base, third okay, base, third so base. He's third. never played anything but third okay, base. Well, he's oh, a third he pinch baseman. hit for the first baseman once. Oh, that counts. First base. Did he stay in the game? <laughs> two innings. It, say? it says two innings. Okay, then he must have stayed in it. Oh, for... but he also played third base in that game. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> so he probably pinch hit for the first baseman and then moved and then to moved third to base. third. Shoot. Get over there. You don't belong here. What are you doing with that di- Get back to third glove? base. Go back to your, that. Go back to your hot corner. <laughs> but you know what? Like That's a position that hasn't really been locked down this season. Josh Rojas came, came back into it. Hasn't been locked down since Escobar was here. True. So, but Josh Ross has hit pretty well. Yeah, he has. I've been pretty happy with yep. him. Do you have anything to say about Fernando Tatis? Uh, the whole situation is dumb. I think he's... Uh, he's dumb. <laughs> I think the quotes from some of the teammates, like we talked about Clevenger. Yeah. And, uh, of course, Manny Machado backed him up, but Manny Machado's been backing him up since <laughs> Tatis was in the minors. Well, so. well, do you remember that one dust-up they had in the in the dugout? Him and Macha- Fernando Tatis and Manny Machado were... Yeah. Uh Tatis got ejected, I think, arguing balls and strikes in a like close game that was important, and Machado lit him up in the dugout, basically told him, this isn't about you. Yeah, we need you. We need you on the field. Don't get ejected. Yeah, don't be an idiot and get ejected arguing balls and strikes. Here's what I think happened. I think Tatis is a young kid, and he got paid a lot of money, and I'm yeah. not saying that that impacted whether or not he took a PED or making bad decisions or whatever, but like... Let's be honest. At the beginning of the season, he's missed seventy percent of the season due to injury. Because I think a, it was a wrist because injury. of a motorcycle accident. Because of a motorcycle accident that, when asked about it, they said, "Did your motorcycle incident uh, make the injury? Did it lead to the injury?" And he goes, "Which one?" Right. Really, which motorcycle accident? Yeah. If you're having multiple motorcycle accidents, then you're being a or little did, reckless. Was he meaning which injury? I'm. Th- well, the one that cost him 70% of the season. I'm yeah. pretty sure he knew well, which, that one. Which one are you referring? But he does have multiple injuries. I mean, remember the whole shoulder thing last year? Yeah. And I, when he comes back, if and when he comes back, is he even the shortstop anymore? I heard, So, outfield? I, w- I was watching the Sunday night baseball game between the Dodgers and the Padres, and they had Juan Soto mic'd up. And Eduardo Perez in the booth was talking to Juan Soto and being like, hey, and this is before the PED thing. Hey, in so and so weeks, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. should be back. How do you feel about playing next to him in center field? And I'm like, they're going to bring Fernando Tatis Jr. back in center field? I know Trent Grisham isn't all that in center field. He makes some bones. Okay. But have you watched him play center field? Not like, a lot. He makes the stupidest decisions. I've, you know, he, I don't know. 
Remember, he screwed up the wild card game uh, in, while he was in Milwaukee. That's right. Uh, I forgot about that. When Juan Soto was with the Nationals. Um, but I'm like, yeah. I saw someone tweet that Fernando Tatis should just take these 80 games he suspended, have surgery on his shoulder, and be done with it. I think he should just get sh- surgery on everything. Just Everything's do it all at once. Him. Just yeah. do it. I mean, you're going to be out Shoulder, for 80 games. Anyway. Wrist. Yeah. Ringworm. Whatever he has. Uh, whatever he's got to get done. So phalanges. <laughs> hand. I don't know. Whatever. So I, knee there surgery. Were, there whatever. were a couple comments that I didn't get understand. Tommy John. <laughs> Fix everything, even if it's not broken. You go to the doctor. He's like, just just do everything. Yeah. I'm here for. I need a I'd, full body transplant. I'd Thank like you. one of everything, please. Um, there were a couple comments for some from some former players that I didn't understand. Like what? Um, Edwin Encarnacion was oh, basically yeah. like, how could they do this to the face of baseball? Like the Be- league? Yeah. Because he cheated, you moron. Whether he knew it or not, he took a banned substance. That's what happens. So I'm going to say this. I'm not supporting Tatis. I'm not supporting anybody who's done PEDs. I'm not supporting DeAndre Hopkins or whatever. But I'm going to make this point. Can you... Imagine how incredibly difficult it would be to track every chemical oh, yeah. that enters your body. That's why you have a team of like people. If, if I asked you, you right now, do you know everything that you've put in your body in the last week? No, but I, I'm not even a, in the last. Day. I'm not a billionaire baseball. Player. No, but I'm, I'm just. I, I understand that, and it's his job, and he gets paid a lot of money to do it. But do you know how hard that is? Like so, you can't just pick up a bag of chips and eat the chips. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? I like you don't know what's in those chips. But with a medicate. Okay, so Fernando Tatis Jr. As if he got the PED from a bag of chips. In his statement said that he unknowingly took that substance. I don't can't remember its name. Due to Some of a same. medication that he was taking to treat ringworm. Right. Gross. Weird. Weird. I thought that so, was a thing that was but, just in dogs, by the way. <laughs> I didn't realize ringworm was worms? a, was a people That's thing. That's different. Um, oh, is that? Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I don't know. <laughs> not a dog owner either. Uh, no, not but, currently. Um, what was I saying? You? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, you threw me off. I threw you off with ringworm. Oh, when you're taking a medication, though, don't you think you should run it by your either personal doctor who knows the rules or the team doctor and say definitely team doctor. Can I take this because I have a situation and this is what they told me to take? Is there anything in that? But honestly, though, how often does that cross your mind as a 23-year-old kid? Probably not often. Hey, I got to check with a million people to see if I can take this cream or well, whatever. And there pill. was a situation, too, where like he named the drug, and he named the wrong one, <laughs> and he named another one that's a PED, and everyone was like, okay, dude, like, are you lying? Yeah, like, are you trying to cover yourself with this whole ringworm thing? This was a ban- I don't know the answer. This to that. was a banned substance, but the substance wasn't a performance enhancer, was it? The substance that he got tested positive for was a performance enhancer, okay. Okay. but he played it off like it was something he took for ringworm, which is another drug with a very similar name. You know how drugs are all confusing. Yes, yes, it's very yeah. similar, but it's different. And he was like, "Well, I took it for ringworm," and a lot of people in the medical community are like no dude that's a different drug the one you tested positive for is a ped right so either you don't have ringworm and you're lying to cover your butt or you have no clue what you put in your body this ringworm gate again i thought it was just a dog thing (laughs) does he have a dog i don't know know. (laughs) i could play into this anyway i just think tatis is just a kid and he's immature and then 
Pedro Martinez said something on MLB Network or TBS or whatever it was before a game, and he was basically saying that it's the Padres' fault that this is happening to him. Like they they should be on top of him and like monitoring everything. But he's not with the Padres right now. He's in the minor leagues on a rehab assignment. How often are like, isn't it Tatis's part of his job to to relay those medical things that he's dealing with too? I think there is a responsibility of the club to be informed of things. But, but are they really are they really supposed to be like, hey, what'd you take today? Your doctor, you do today? your personal doctor, my doctor, your doctor, they only know as much as we tell them. Sure. So exactly. there is a certain level of personal responsibility. I put more of this, much more of this, on Todd T. Sure. than I do on yep. the Padres. Yep. And I put I almost agree. none of it on the league. The league did what the CBA Sorry, said. Edwin Encarnacion. I put none of it on the league. That They that, did what they had to do. That tweet by Encarnacion made zero sense. I'm like, oh. And he was like, he's being treated unfairly. And but I'm like, so you, so therefore you want him to be treated unfairly and not get a... Suspension because he's the young face of baseball. Yeah, how's that supposed to make uh, a, a a smaller name who's still in the league too, feel? How's that supposed to make as, Robinson Cano feel? As the Not that he deserves old our saying goes, two wrongs don't make a right. Right, Edwin. Exactly. That doesn't so make that's any a sense. Bad precedent. Or was he arguing that the league shouldn't have released that, put that out to the media so that we didn't know? Yeah, but then if you suspend him, we're all going to be like, what the hell? But. Or when he doesn't show up, right? You know, like, oh, he's healthy. He's just not here, right? What are they supposed to say? Even more suspicious. Dumb. Was a Rod not at the top of the league at the time he got popped? The second he time, he was at the very top of the league. very top of the league. And Robinson Cano, with a top year. of the league. Melky Cabrera, on some level, was a good player when he got popped. Like this happens. Yeah. It doesn't matter what caliber of player he is. Yeah, it's so dumb. Stupid. Stupid. I miss Edwin Encarnacion's parrot though. I do. On his I miss arm. the parrot. I miss the parrot. Uh, Diamondbacks. Who do they got coming up? They the just Cardinals. Finished, they just finished the Giants series. Paul Goldschmidt coming back to town this oh. weekend with the St. Louis Cardinals. I am intrigued by also, that. Also, Albert Pujols, is sitting, he just hit career home run number 690 today. And they're facing two left-handed pitchers in the D-backs. So, Tommy Henry tomorrow and Madison Bumgarner on Saturday. People are going to be clamoring for him to hit 700, huh? I don't know if he can do it. Ten home runs in a month. Ten home runs in a month. Month and a half. He could probably do it. It's. I'm not going to say it's impossible. It's doable. But do you play him every day? He's also try to get it. He's hitting like over 350 since the All Star break. Do you play him? Do you play him more often? I don't know how often he's playing. I imagine. I think he's been DHing against lefties. But I would think you would play him a little bit more if you're the Cardinals. Do you play him more? Try to get I to would. 700. I would. But they also are in a pennant race for the NL Central title. They have higher aspirations. But here's the thing that's working in their favor with Albert. He's hitting really well. Yeah. You have incentive to play him. So It's not like playing a bad guy. Right. It's not like you're playing a, like a, a 45-year-old like Frank Thomas or something trying to hit home runs or whatever that wasn't good. or I don't know who another guy would be, but... It's not like you're Bernie Mac out there trying to hit three, number three thousand. You know, like what a great reference that is. I love that movie. Not a very good movie, but I love that movie. If that makes sense. Uh, we want to thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Uh, stay tuned for the uh, Diamondbacks Cardinals series. That should be something to to cheer for. Even if we have to cheer for Albert Pools to hit a home run every now and then, that's okay. 
It's okay. His, history's history, man. I want him to hit the ball well, but I also want to win the game if I'm the D-backs. <laughs> D-backs can win 7-1 to one. <laughs> and the one being Albert Pujols home. Thanks so much for checking us out this week. I'm Steve Zinsmeister for Cody Fincher as well. You've been listening to the Ain't No Fang podcast here at ArizonaSports.com and on the Arizona Sports app.